Good morning, good morning everybody. I am back for another episode of Reflections with the Rookie Life Coach. The name is Avuile Mdamadiko. I am your Rookie Life Coach and today is Wednesday the 18th of August. Uh, it happens to be my birthday today. Uh, so happy birthday to me. And um. I'm feeling indifferent today. I don't know why. <laughs> I I usually get so amped up by birthdays, but today I don't feel I feel like just sleeping the whole day. Really because today is homeschooling day for my children and <clears throat> it's a bit chilly, so I'm just chilling today. I'm not having a a big celebration or Oh, or what is I usually do. Last time we were here, we were talking about affirmations. We're talking about journaling. So today I thought of, you know, opening up more. Opening up more to the listeners of Reflections. And I basically wanted to talk about my journey or rather my fight i am dealing with a lot of emotions with regards to the fight that i'm fighting so basically what happened to me uh, was that i just want to start the story from the beginning of or when I got diagnosed before I got married in 2009 I think it was June of 2009 I had gotten engaged in in February of that year and by June I had a headache like it was a terrible terrible migraine went to the doctor doctor gave me some stuff and I drank the pills, but the headache was not going away. And then um, I ended up going to the hospital. My my place at the time was closer to St. Dominic's Hospital in East London. So I went there and then I got an injection and it, I felt a little bit better. And then uh, my friends drove me back home and then one of my, of my friends spent the night with me because I didn't have um, you know, my family around with me. So the next morning when I woke up, my left leg was not moving. Like I, I, I didn't, I don't know what happened. It was just not moving. So I knocked on the, on the, on my door of the bedroom for my roommate to come and and open the door. And then she found me on the floor and she said, no, what's going on? And I said, I, I don't know what's happening. I can't move my leg, my left leg. And then she said, no, man, that is, that is strange. Are you still feeling the headache? Is it not the, the pills maybe that are making you weak? And I said, I am telling you the truth. I'm on the floor because I couldn't stand up uh, my leg is not moving 
this became strange and then um she called um one of the people from my church and then they came and then they were like no let's let's take you to to the doctor this is strange and then i went to the doctor my gp at the time and he didn't say anything and then he said no i will just have to go order an, an x-ray of this um so i went for the x-ray and then they didn't see anything on the x-ray but i still couldn't walk with my left leg i couldn't use it um i had to be carried to the car i couldn't drive my car and it was bad it was like a, a, a very bad dream anyway to cut the long story short um I went to MRI scans, they didn't see anything. And I went to see a neurologist and he says, no, this is not um, a neuro case because you can feel uh, when somebody's touching the leg. So it's not the nerves, it's not anything else. And then I left the neurologist and I said, okay, if he says it's not a neuro thing, uh, maybe it's not that bad. So my nerves are not pinched or what or whatever. It's just that the leg's not moving. And then uh, fast forward to the time when I got married, I was limping now when I'm walking. I was limping, limping and the, the, the leg was not, you know, just uh, flappy like it used to be a few months before. So when I got married, I got married. I was this limping bride, but people didn't really notice because I was wearing heels and stuff. So probably people thought I was not able to walk with the heels and stuff. <laughs> so I was able to camouflage the whole thing. And I continued, I continued driving while I felt the pain of the leg and I just kept quiet because, you know, what, what is difficult about being sick as a Christian is that people pray for you. They pray for you. They do all these things. They come to you and, and encourage you. And then when the healing is not happening, as quickly as we believe it should, as we are the children of God. And we always go to the scripture that um, by his stripes we're healed. Um, you must believe that we are healed and stuff. Then we, we get impatient and like, hey, do, 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 do you think that there's something that God has asked you to do and you have disobeyed? So it went from, from that it went uh, from that point of being truthful into praying and, and having people praying with you. And then all of a sudden there was comments from other people that maybe there's something that you did and uh, you need to go to God and, and, and pray. Because this was a strange thing. Uh, it was foreign to to all of us um in 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 our community people didn't understand w why this person was healthy 
going to the gym and stuff and had everything I was on top of a, a career and blah 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 and then all of a sudden when they start uh, when they get engaged and they're preparing to get married this happens I, I I remember one of my aunts said no there must be something that you uh, you stepped on and when when she said this thing about stepping on something I immediately said into my mind um the the bible says even if i i don't quote it as exactly as it is that we will step on scorpions and nothing will hurt us you know i immediately had that uh memory of that of that um verse because i i i, I was not in a position to believe that there was something shady happening you know so I kept on saying, hey, I don't remember when people ask me, I don't remember if there's anything that I disobeyed God with. And I don't think that this marriage doesn't come from God. Uh, so whoever is thinking that uh, I'm, be, I'm, I'm sick or I'm having these problems with my health because God doesn't want me to get married to, to this man, I, I, I didn't have those, those doubts. So it went on and went on and then I decided, you know what, I need to stop talking about this. I need to stop asking for prayers because um, the environment or the atmosphere of me asking for, 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 for prayers has changed. It has changed now from uh, us thinking that, no, the, the, this, this is just a challenge. We're, go, we're going to get through it and we, we believe that God is going to heal you. It became all these things that I'm mentioning. Anyway, and I left it like that. I continued. I still have that pain on my on my leg. But now, in 2017, I quit my job in May because I was very depressed. I quit. I quit my job in May. My last day was the 26th of May at my job. I was doing well and in the eyes of the people I was doing well at my job but with me I was very depressed and I was suicidal I was uh, <laughs> I don't know how to put this but it was bad so I decided to quit the job uh, I do everything when I do uh, or make a decision. I pray about it, and I strongly believe that when I pray about a a decision, and I feel at peace with it, then I'm good. And then uh, I'm just left with the case of trying to convince people that no, this is the right decision for me. So when I quit my job, I I lost a lot of people that were close to me. Not not that they ran away from me. It's just that. It, it's, it looks like, you know, things are falling away. Things are falling away and I'm, I'm being left alone. And I understand that now because I needed that. I needed to be away from a lot of people, a lot of opinions about what I decided to do. So in June, I started having these um, pains on my, on my elbows and I 
I didn't know what was happening. I still have had this leg problem, but I can walk. I can, I can do all of these things. I can, you know, I could exercise at times. But now this strange thing was happening with my hands. They would just turn white and they, they would be in, all my fingers were inflamed. Uh, even my ring could not fit. And they, they, they were so stiff, you know, especially in the morning. So my husband said, I, I don't get it. Why you don't go to the doctor? And I said, hey, I'm not sure if I want to. Because the last time I went to a doctor, I was diagnosed with acute depression. And I, I don't think I want to see a doctor now. Um, and But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even ring the the, the swabs when I'm washing the dishes and at times my hands would turn purple and I, it was scary. It was so scary. So we went to the doctor and the doctor said, no man, let's just, do you, is there anyone who's got arthritis in, in your family? And I said, no, my dad has got arthritis, but it's old age, you know. And he's got some bouts of, of gout at, at times, but uh, nothing uh, else. There's nothing else that I know of. So she took the test and she said, I'm going to send this to the lab. If there's something alarming, because when I look at your fingers, the inflammation is, is, is too much on your, on your fingers. Uh, I couldn't make a fist. It was always stiff all the time then after a few weeks she phoned my doctor phoned and said you need to come to the rooms and then immediately i thought oh my goodness there's something wrong i went to to her and then she says can you just give me a history of your of your your health just give me a history I'm 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 telling this story on this day because um as a side note I'm telling the story of my my journey with with lupus as as a side that today it's it's a remarkable improvement to me that I'm in this, I'm this age right now and I have gone through that and this is where how God has been faithful to me so I told her about this issue of the leg. I told her that this happened uh, and and she says, do you know that uh, at times it takes around 10 years to diagnose an autoimmune disease from a person? And immediately I said, oh my goodness. Those times when people thought I was being bewitched and I'd stepped on a, a trap from the witches and stuff. Now today, in this year of 2017, I'm being told that it takes at times as long as 10 years to diagnose an autoimmune disease. Nobody thought on all the doctors that I visited at the time I was having this left leg problem. Nobody thought about... Um, doing a test on arthritis. I remember there's one doctor in, in my husband's hometown who said, no, this is arthritis. And she like, she didn't, she said, no, 
she has she's got arthritis and i said arthritis so she's the only doctor a doctor from a rural town that was able to say that this is arthritis and i didn't we didn't take them seriously because we were like how can a a, a 25 year old have a have a, a an arthritis it doesn't make sense so I hear now in 2017 from a totally different doctor in Port Elizabeth in a, in a, 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 a city, a, a well-resourced a place to, to hear that I have an autoimmune disease. And she says, this what I'm seeing, although I'm not a specialist, but I see this, this is called mixed connective tissue disease. Mixed connective tissue disease is an overlap of lupus and... Um, Scleroderma, uh, like you, you, you have inflammation in your body and stuff. So she said, "I'm gonna refer you to a a rheumatologist." Oh, I first went to a physician, then I went to the physician, and he looked at me, looked at me, and he said, "No, you've got lupus. You have got systemic lupus, and it is attacking your joints." Um, she, he said, uh, I need to refer you to a rheumatologist because as a physician, I can only go as far as here. But the rheumatologist is trained to treat people with lupus, with rheumatoid arthritis, with any autoimmune disease. So that's when I got my diagnosis and I started taking chronic medication for lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. I was not even 35. I was devastated that I have this disease and I just gotten out of a very dark place. I had depression and I had two children, young children who needed me to be always on top of my game because they are energetic and all that i you i was i was a, a fit person before i got this i i exercised i ate healthy I, I all the things that people do to keep well i did them and i i had i didn't even Think about this leg problem that I have this pain on, on my leg that I have had for the past 10 years or something. So those news came as a shock to me. At the same time, I must say, when I got the diagnosis, I was able to erase all the questions that I had when people were saying I am being bewitched. There's somebody who doesn't want me to get married or people saying that, uh, you were not supposed, God is angry. You are not supposed to, or you are not praying enough. That's why God has, has allowed this to happen to you. From that moment of getting the diagnosis from that physician, I said to myself, God, thank you that I know what I'm sick with and that it's being managed, that I'm going to be able to manage it. And I am so grateful that all those comments that I had um, in 2009 are being erased now from my mind. 
so i probably will 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 have to say the most difficult part was when i was pregnant with my firstborn and i had this problem with this leg and then apparently when you get pregnant at the later stages of your pregnancy your right leg uh, struggles with the weight of the baby so i had my my original leg problem of the left leg and then i had the pregnancy leg now so i couldn't walk and i was 8 months pregnant i asked one of my um close friends if they can borrow me their crushes they gave me the crushes and then i remember we went to church on that day and then one of the people said hey but you look like you have accepted this situation even if you can even use crushes it looks like you have we am lendo and then i went home thinking my god how can i accept something so tragic to happen to me to be a, a pregnant woman walking in crushes and then I hated myself for even going to church on that day because I was like, you, you deserve it. Why would you go there? Obviously, people are going to be attracted in this situation. So I sat at home and I decided from that day, I'm never going to go back to church until I give birth because now I'm attracting attention from people and people are going to have their own opinions about what is happening. So I... It was it was very 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 painful because I am known by my peers as somebody who was healthy and then ever since I got married then I had all these health problems. People were talking and people's characters were, were, were shown to me in a different way because I don't know how they were dealing with all this information of me being sick and they they knew me to be a healthy person it was difficult to hear their opinions of the situation that i found myself in it was difficult but the most uh, traumatic thing was watching my husband taking care of me when we had just gotten married and when we were supposed to be on our honeymoon excited about being married and being in love and he found himself taking care of me, doing the in sickness and in health thing. And I said to him one day when he, he, he helped me to take a shower and stuff. And then I was going to moisturize my body. And I said, don't you feel like you've made a mistake? If you feel like you've made a mistake, I'm, I won't take it personally. I said, oh, I won't take it personally because I understand that you do not deserve what is going on now. You don't deserve what is happening to you. You decided to pray and ask God for a partner and then now you are getting a patient. Yet you deal with patients in your job all the time. Now, the person that you decided to get married to um, is now sick, is not able to give you what you deserve.
the life that you deserve. And then my husband said, when I went to God to ask for a partner, I knew that he would give me exactly what I, I, I deserve. And there is no way that I'm going to change my mind because I believe that God answered my prayer. So I'm not going anywhere. So I, I, was, I was new in this whole thing of marriage and stuff. So I was like, oh, you know what? This guy's just talking the talk. Um, he eventually is going to get tired of this. But he didn't get tired. And I'm always grateful to God for that. Because if he had had a glimpse of what would happen, that I would have this disease now in 2021, maybe really if he was somebody else, he would have said, uh -uh, I don't think I can take that. But gradually we were able to pull through from that position of being sick as a bride to being now. I'm a mother of two. I had two children. Throughout all those uh, health issue, issues, I've had two children. And here I am. This is where I am right now. So I want to say these things because most people in, in our Christian community, they see how we get married. I did explain the other time when, when we had a series of marriage uh, that the way we get married, we... We get we get into a, a a supervised way of courtship. We have our courtship, and then we we get engaged, and then we get married, and then that's when the the journey of being in a relationship starts for us. So we don't um, go on to to be dating, to be exclusive, to be boyfriend and girlfriend like. Um, the normal way of how people get into relationships we get into that in, into it in that unique way so i have been learning to deal with this sickness that i have this disease while learning to be in a relationship with a man and i must say it has been a great experience for me uh, having lupus has taken away a lot of, of things from me personally, but it hasn't taken away the love that I have at home, the love that I have from my children, and it hasn't taken away the the unique friendships that I have created since I quit the, the job that I was doing. I've made friends with people younger than me, people who are older than me, that I found in the Christian community and basically life got so bad for me until I realized that life is good for me. I'm where I am now, so grateful to God that I'm, I'm able to stand or to come here on this podcast and be vulnerable and be personal so much about my life and that I am having a birthday today and it is it is it is incredible it is a blessing it is 
unbelievable when I look at myself. I remember there was a time where my sister-in-law had to carry me on, on her back uh, because I couldn't climb the stairs. I couldn't climb the stairs to our apartment in East London when I was staying in East London. And then I, I said to her, no matter what happens in life, families have disagreements, have families have, have issues, but there's one thing that I'll never forget about you. You didn't know me. Uh, you had known me for just a month, but you were so welcoming to me that you, you, you were able to put me on your back and help me up the stairs. That moment of my life, I will never forget. I remember the time when I was driving from my from my in-laws. We were going to to East London. When you go to East London, we drive through my hometown. When you go to East London, we drive through my hometown, and it had been said by the family, uh, by the the family in law. That I must not go to my home because the the feelers are that somebody the the person that is responsible for my my health issues or me being sick the person who's uh, bewitching me is coming from that my side of the family so I stood and said I don't want to go to a witch doctor. I don't want to go to Ipecha because I believe that when God decides to heal me, he will heal me. Uh, I don't, I'm not willing to try anything else other than sticking with God. At the time, my faith was so low. Was, uh, it had reached bottom and I kept asking God, what is happening with me? This was when I hadn't gotten the, the diagnosis. It was, it was I think, it was three months after my, my wedding. So when we were driving through Dujwa, they said, um, what you can do, you can call your mom and say she can meet you in town. But you must not go to your home. So I had to, to listen to that. Then we parked the car next to spa in Dujwa on the main road. And then I saw my mom through the window of my car. That was the most painful thing about this. It was so painful to see my mom through the window. I couldn't get out of the car because uh, we were told that I must not get out of the car. People mustn't see me limping because... Uh, it 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 seems as if people want me to to not succeed in this marriage and blah 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 i was young i was i was inexperienced so i didn't have the guts to to say ah, to hell with that i'm gonna get out and i'm gonna hug my mother and i'm gonna have a chit chat with her we didn't even spend 15 minutes with my mom we drove i could see her on the rear view rear view mirror when we were driving away and I cried. I cried. I said, God, what is happening with my life? What is really happening? What what the hell is going on? And fast forward to today. It's difficult to deal with lupus uh, every day. 
you you have chronic fatigue you have chronic pain i can't remember uh, my body without pain i don't know how my body feels without pain it has been too long <laughs> that i i have no idea how my body feels pain free you know i don't know how it feels every day is a struggle and um i will have part 2 of this conversation to tell you on how i'm dealing with it right now and how it's affecting my general well-being and uh, the guilt of not being available the guilt of canceling plans because you don't feel well the guilt of having flare-ups especially in winter because uh, the kind of lupus that i have is attacking all my joints and um tomorrow i'm going to be going to uh, my rheumatologist again for a review basically it's just to see how i've been for the 6 months and then uh, maybe make treatment changes and stuff but other than that uh, the lupus is here and i'm dealing with it the best way i know how and i want to encourage you somebody who might be dealing with an auto autoimmune disease uh, maybe it's a, a at a very advanced stages uh, in your life but i'm just trying to say to you um we have to live our life people are dying of covid here outside and for some reason we are still alive we are still struggling with uh, our illnesses but we are still alive we are still breathing by the grace of god so um that's where we that's what i i wanted to talk about today i don't know why i wanted to talk about it on my birthday but i feel so grateful that god has kept me true and at times i do feel like people are waiting for me to die but you know i take it uh, um with the skin of my teeth and then i just move on i just let myself forget or ignore the negative opinions and how people might be thinking that uh, i'm i'm worse or i'm getting worse uh, with this sickness but what i know is that i am not ready to die and my children are still going to have me for a long time i trust god with that there's one thing that i know is that god always shows up for me all the time he always shows up it doesn't matter what adversity i encounter in my life but i know he shows up for me all the time he does and uh, even if it's not at the time that i expect him to but god shows up for me all the time so he will show up for you all the time i i didn't want to read my devotion today because when i had a glimpse of it <laughs> and i was like you know i'm not about to have a, a sad day on my birthday but look at me now talking about this so i'm reading from my devotion jesus calling by sarah young uh, the 18th of august says expect to encounter adversity in your life remembering that you live in a deeply fallen world stop trying to find a way that 
circumvents difficulties. The main problem with an easy life is that it, it masks your need for me. When you become a Christian, I infused my very life into you, empowering you to live on a supernatural plane by depending on me. Anticipate coming face to face with impossibilities, situations totally be beyond your ability to handle. This awareness of your inadequacy is not something you should try to evade. It is precisely where I want you the best place to encounter me in my glory and power. When you see armies of problems, problems marching toward you, cry out to me. Allow me to fight for you. Watch me waking, or rather watch me working on your behalf as you rest in the shadow of my almighty presence. So the verse say, Psalm 91 verse 1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So that's my booster for today. <laughs> I didn't want to read it this morning. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to read a devotion that talks about adversity. I want, I want happy vibes <laughs> today because it's my birthday, but, um, it's encouraging. Uh, I read it now and it's encouraging. I hope it encourages you. And I will continue with this conversation on lupus and <laughs> I will probably talk about my, my visit for tomorrow and just hear what this uh, doctor will say. Hopefully, she will say something positive. The last time I went, it was not very positive, but I I took it like a a good girl. <laughs> I just, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. What we know is that we are the righteousness of God and he has held us with his stripes and we believe that and we affirm that all the time. So until next time, when I come back with part two, of my journey with lupus i say to you have a lovely day have a lovely week ahead and god bless you mm -hmm.